back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassman coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. But also as well, of course, we have Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Chris Ardieri and I covered the Thanksgiving Day games and more. So go ahead and check it out today, wherever you get your podcasts. Also as well, Joe Sorrell, he has a great place to go where he is. Ox1947, that's LakersBall.com. Plus, he has a great company you need to support when you get out of the holiday season and finish your shopping. Go ahead on over to Symblades, SymblatesWithAY.com. Also as well, of course, go ahead and check out the Lakerholics. You know, Laker Tom is not exactly thrilled right now because the Lakers lost in the last few seconds due to some mistakes. So he'll let you know how he feels along with Jamie Sweet and his five things articles. Go ahead and check them out today at Lakerholics.com. Our good friends, Lakers and Five, Empire Jeff TV, John McKaylin, who is part of our playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break, and Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. Go ahead and check those each of those great YouTube channels today, wherever you get your YouTube channels and subscribe. And speaking of subscribing, please subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Well, tonight, as I said before in the pregame, it was going to be a tough one for the Lakers back-to-back with the second of the back-to-back home games against a much tougher than, I guess, opponent than the first game in the skid. So when it came down to last week, we saw what happened. Sacramento beat up on the Lakers after they had had a great game against the Grizzlies. And last night, we obviously had a terrific game last night, finishing off a, a over 30-point win. But unfortunately, coming back today against the Dallas Mavericks, a team who's kind of been up and down the season after a hot start. But the Lakers came in, yeah, it stayed sort of close for a little while. But then the bottom dropped out in the second and third quarters where they were down by as many as 21 points. But in the fourth quarter, they came back and came back strong. But Joe said it himself, as they were coming back, Joe said, you know what? They'll probably only get to five points, and then that'll be it. They did better than that. They actually took the lead late in the game. But it ended up being as what everybody calls a fake comeback because the Lakers, unfortunately, with the lead, did not know what to do with it. Unfortunately, made mistakes. LeBron, in the last 30 seconds, take to, took an ill-advised three-point shot and made another ill-advised pass to Anthony Davis that got intercepted. They, The Dallas Mavericks executed with Kyrie Irving getting a pass from Luka Doncic to secure the win with the three-pointer, and then not only clutch shots from him over not one but two seven-footers, but he also made clutch free throws, and the Lakers, unfortunately, did not have enough to keep the small lead and the big comeback, and they lose 104-101. to 101. And here today to go ahead and discuss, great guys indeed, <laughs> the private conversations notwithstanding, I'm going to go ahead with Magic Man, Magic Man, because he's got something also great to show everyone out there. It is the Madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and watch this disappointing outcome on playback. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. A big shout out to Laker Nick, John McCallion, and Joe Sorrell, who are part of a great coverage as well. It is the man styling profiling in 
Lakers fast break outfits and gear right now. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. Sean, great to have you here. Unfortunately, a very disappointing outcome. Coming back from all the way down, you know, after I guess they were down even uh, 21, I think was the, the most I saw that they were down. They came back all the way to take the lead with just a few seconds left, but poor execution by LeBron down the stretch, a very fatigued LeBron down the stretch, as I may add. And unfortunately, it led to a loss tonight against the Mavs. The the Mavs' largest lead was 20. Okay, I thought it was 21. Um, my, my apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, coaching got you 20 points down, Gerald, and coaching lost you the game. I hope he enjoys those timeouts he's taking with him on the way home. Again, just uh, leaving, leaving him behind, uh, you know, just raffle t- raffle tickets that you throw in the garbage um i wish i could say i'm surprised but i'm not seen this story before mm-hmm. we're nine and seven so you know for all those people who are saying um you know we were overreacting and we're we're being too harsh i mean tonight's a perfect example of why we weren't overreacting and we aren't too harsh uh, he he didn't sprain his ankle, by the way. Uh, LeBron bumped knees uh, on a, on a drive. Zangerstein. Yeah, no, he, it had nothing to do with his ankle. But the fact of the matter is, Gerald, he was fatigued, and that last pass was pretty evident of that. Yeah. Just passing into double into a double team, and not even high enough where uh, AD can actually high point it either. Like LeBron's smart enough to know how to do that. It was just fatigue. Um, just goes to show you, Gerald, that they, they, they tried to pull this rabbit out of the hat last week against Sacramento, and they tried it again. And it's fool's gold. It is fool's gold, especially with this coaching staff. It's just bad coaching overall. Absolutely. They had the lead and should have executed better down the stretch, should have recognized the fact that LeBron was fatigued and tried better options, take another timeout. You actually had timeouts that you could have taken and unfortunately chose not to do so. And Gerald you know, it comes it down was, to decision-making. It was also, it, yeah. And it's also fatigue as well. Jackson Hayes missed two critical free throws in yeah. the fourth quarter. Well, they LeBron, were not. LeBron missed two critical free throws. At one point, the Lakers were one of six from the yeah. free throw line. 12 and 19 overall. I just wanted to add that in there. I didn't mean to interrupt you, my friend. Yeah, yeah, just that's, you know, free free throws are repetition and, you know, more so mental fatigue than anything else. Um, So lose points there. You lose points for the fact that you completely left your men open again from the three point line. Again, Gerald, we talked about it before. If, if this game got, you know, if you got into a mud fight with them at this pace, you should beat them. Yeah, they shouldn't win the. They shouldn't win this kind of game with a with a Kyrie offense and a Luca offense. They're usually pumping at around one twenty, one thirty. So if you're holding them to less than one hundred and ten, you should beat them. The defense was pretty sound as far as today. You can't say too much about that. Max Christie, again, a liability on the offensive end, but still he played acceptable defense at times on Kyrie Irving. 
I, I, you know, for him to go out there in a start ahead of Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish, who is on a day-to-day status, uh, but unfortunately minus 19. So the team did perform well when Max Christie was in there and he still can't find a shot from outside. So he isn't helping you stretch the floor, but, you know, give the kid uh, so a little bit of credit for trying against uh, what, again, was a tough assignment for him and Kyrie Irving. But uh, for today, Joe, also as well, before we get into your magic, your announcement, Magic Man, here, I'm going to go ahead and bring it over to Joe here in a sec. I want to go ahead and mention some of the performances that were done today's game. Anthony Davis, we talked about Anthony Davis in and out, inconsistency, inconsistent, and we needed a better performance from him tonight. Didn't quite get it. 10 points, 14 rebounds, only one block shot. He also looked fatigued at well at times. Torian Prince, uh, you know, much to Adams and a lot of people's are ire out there, including my own. 14 points uh, for him, 6 of 10 shooting, 2 of 5 from beyond the arc, plus 17. So he did have an acceptable game. Tried pl- also playing defense on Luka, quite a bit of stretch of the game as well. LeBron James... <laughs> You know, back-to-back, you knew it was going to be tough for him. 9-19 shooting, 26 points still, 9 rebounds and 7 assists, only 3 turnovers. D'Angelo Russell, 15 points, and Austin Reeves, 17 points. Hashimura only gave you 9, and Christian Wood and Jackson Hayes gave you a combined 3 points, and that was pretty much it. But also here today, talk about today's game. Good man indeed. It is Joe Soro, a great part of our Playback.tv slash Sacred Fast Break live coverage. Uh, it is, of course... Joe Sorrow, Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. You called it, my friend, a fake comeback. It was going to be, and a fake comeback it was. The play of the game in the negative was 102-101. And you just got a rebound. And you have the ball. And you get a score there, and you likely close this sucker out. I'm sorry. It was uh, 103-101. Was it 103-101? They were up by two. Mm-hmm. Right? 103. Was it 103-101? One, no. I, anyways, they were up by two. Um, sorry, guys. I'm I'm trying to control my the boil right now. I, I didn't want to just start blurting out expletives right now. It, it, it took every ounce of energy not to. They were one-on-one. Thanks, Jordan. They're one-on-one 99. You have the ball. You have the momentum. This is the part. These parts right here in the game is why you practice and why you have plays that close games out when you don't need to have all the pressure on you. This is a pressureless situation now because you're up to, you score here on some of your mainstay plays and the game likely is over. Instead, what happens? LeBron, what happens? Austin Reeves is in the right corner and dribbling around like he's doing some kind of juggling act. Then he gives the ball to LeBron. He shoots a three and he misses. AD's basically going back. AD is essentially Tyson Chandler on this team right now in two of two out of every four games. No, no disrespect to Tyson Chandler, but... We we're not paying uh, we're not paying Anthony Davis sixty million dollars a year to play like Tyson Chandler. We need him to play like Anthony Davis. Ty- and- for the record, Tyson Chandler has as many championships as Anthony Davis, and he also is a de- former Defensive Player of the Year. Just saying, Joe. Yeah, that's a good point. So 
where this falls on an entire team is you do not have a single play that you can rely on that can help you other than LeBron getting to the hole. If LeBron isn't getting to the hole, you're saying Hail Marys that he makes the shot, which is a stupid, lousy way to play basketball because obviously AD shot is shot. Austin Reeves is finally getting out of his funk. It's very similar to last year. He's getting out of his funk. He's getting better. Okay. And then, of course, we don't have anybody. D'Lo doesn't show up at the end of games. Uh, Rui doesn't show up at the end of games. Torian Prince got out of his little funk. Congratulations, Torian. You did help us come back here with some timely shots. And then, of course, missed free throws four, four straight at the end of games. You're shooting, what was it, uh, 63% at home at the free throw line. And if you make three of those, three more of them, you probably win this game. And that's that's the bottom line right now. That is what's going on with this team. They are not doing the little things. They're not even doing the little things not well. They are butchering the little things badly. And it just becomes this constant dialogue of, well, I'm going to do the best play possible, and that's how you do it. Or Darvin Ham uh, didn't call a timeout. Guys, it doesn't matter. Matter of fact, when ta- when Darvin Ham calls a timeout, the next play they come to, I want you guys in the, in the next game to start tallying all the plays, all the series after a timeout. And I want you guys to put a percentage together after, let's say, a week. And I want you to guys to see how bad the Lakers are after timeouts. It is horrendous. It's either some kind of stupid shot or it's a turnover. They are absolutely horrible. And this has been going on since last year. It's easy to blame LeBron right now. LeBron has had this about him. He's had this rep. It's followed him for a long time. It's probably what's cost him at least a couple championships doing the right play. The only right play in this mother effing game is the ball going into the hoop and you have more points at the end. And when you're supposed to be the greatest player of all time, Young Africa, if you're watching and listening, I want you to pay attention to this. We haven't had a chance to get back to EJ's show to really, really drive this home because this is something I wanted to drive home on his show. Empire Jeff is who EJ is. You're going to tell me that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan would have won this game tonight, even in his 40s. How do I know that? Because I saw him do it over and over again. Even in Washington, he was doing it. Okay, so this team needs to make a mother effing decision on what they're going to do at the end of these games. I am tired and I am sick and I'm exhausted with the nonsense decision-making at the end of games. If Darvin Ham isn't going to control this, then he should just retire and never be on a basketball court. And someone needs to say it to him. Like, if you don't have a play to run, can you at least do the best play possible? Tell LeBron, you're tired? Okay, if you're tired, then we got to give it to Austin. Get somebody close to the goddamn 
basket, somebody that can make a shot. There's only two guys that we know that can do that, LeBron and and AR. If you're not going to do that and you're just going to keep throwing up heaves and just hope that something happens that works out, you're never going to win these games on a consistent basis. Stop with these stupid play calls and stop relying on someone who doesn't want to take the last shot. It seems like LeBron does not like to take the last shot. And I'm not going to rely on anyone to hit an open shot on this team. I don't trust anyone. Steve Kerr is not there. John Paxson is not there. Robert Ory or Derek Fisher are not on this team. I trust no one on this team to make, make a last second shot. So your only option from now on, someone needs to tell these people, you do two things. You give the ball to LeBron and you tell him to get to that freaking basket. Stop throwing it to the open guy at the three-point line. You need one point to win or a basket to win by one. Okay? Or if he's tired because you keep relying on him all game, give it to AR, give him some goddamn space, and let him do a floater or something. Can we have that every time this happens? I'm sick of these stupid calls. These constant calls, this game, as bad as it was, as frustrating as it was, you were up by two freaking points with the ball. You need to seal this game at home. You need to seal it, not from three-point line, not isolation ball. If they don't figure this out, they're not a team. They're not going to win. They're not going to win anything. What's it going to take to open their brain? Who is going to open up right in front of everybody? We're done doing these plays at the end of the game. LeBron, you're going to the hole. If you're tired, we're going to give it to AR. Create some space. Can you work on that during the, the, this next couple couple days? Oh, I'm sorry. We have a holiday tomorrow. What are they going to do on Friday? I don't know what the hell they're going to do on Friday for Saturday's game. <sighs> this is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, the Lakers unfortunately lose 104 to 101. Yes, Intel Wild, we did win a challenge. Appreciate the super chat. Uh, Yeah, we did actually win a challenge for once at the end of the game. Uh, Magic Man, uh, I still see... As Darren put in his super chat, and thank you so much for the super chats. Truly appreciate it. Hayes and Vincent, for whatever we can do for Caruso and Drummond, who says no? Uh, I could tell you Chicago will say no, but that's that's start off with who, no matter how many draft picks you throw. This at is him. not, uh, this is, uh, I know that somebody like Caruso will help, but guys, there's a fundam- fundamental issue with this team. Reeves was just standing far away from Kyrie Irving. They are fundamentally jacked up. And Anthony Davis not showing up, scoring 10 points in a game where even Lively is is gone. He's a rookie, for God's sakes. You should be running that guy over like he's not even there. He wasn't even in the game, and he still couldn't do anything. 
The Lakers have a fundamental problem and a major mental problem from one of their stars. It's just what it is. And, and LeBron has a little bit of a mental issue. I know I've been praising him a lot, but there's, there is this issue that continues to stay with, with him, which is this, this, this bad decision-making at the end of every game. This isn't made up, guys. This is why a lot of people are not a fan of, of, of LeBron James in terms of his game. I'm not talking about anything beyond that. It's this end part. The end part is a problem. He doesn't make good decisions 75% of the time. Yes, giving the ball to the open men at three is a bad decision, especially when you're five feet away. You're LeBron motherfreaking James. Get the damn basket and win the game. That's the best play. Start making that play. Darvin Ham, tell him to make that play. I don't care if he misses. He's the best player, right? He's the best player. The best player shoots at the end of games. That's how we see it. That's how they all do it. Kareem, Magic, Jordan, Kobe, all of them did it. Why aren't you doing? Why is it all of a sudden, oh, he makes the right play? There is no right play when that guy misses the shot. It is not the right play. The right play is the easy shot, which means LeBron getting as close to the basket as possible because things always seem to go well that way. Except one time last year when that idiot ref that got ostracized didn't call a foul when he got butchered. That's it. That's the only time it didn't work from my recollection as a Laker. Come on. At what point is this going to be ridiculous? At what point are you going to continue to do the same thing over and over and over again? Go down 20. Make a fake comeback. This time they actually got around it and they still sucked. What's it going to take? Is LeBron tired? Work around it. Work around it. Isn't that your job? I'll tell you what, though, Magic. Uh, again, very disappointing. The Lakers did. No one has ever lead. said that, by the way, and I've been waiting for people to say it. No one has ever said it in the 20 years we've been watching this guy play. No one has said it. This is not the right play. The right play is get the ball in the basket. That's the right play, and your best chance at that is LeBron putting it in the basket. Magic Man, uh, again, I, I I can agree with Joe on all his assessments. Uh, just mistakes down the stretch, uh, a lot of it due to fatigue. You could see with LeBron should not have put up that ill-advised shot with 30 seconds left. Missed free I, throws. I, 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 I yeah. can agree. I can agree with most of what he said. Not yeah. all of it, but most of it. Yes. Uh, Joe would say he's tired. That's who Riddell. So you're saying nobody's going to go up to LeBron and say you're fatigued. I had a, I had a, I had a, an option after that. If LeBron is tired and he he can't get to the hole, okay, he's in his 21st season. I'll buy that a little. But how, can we have a play where we have a chance? Can we have a play where we have a chance at a at a good shot? Can we do that? You do have Anthony Davis down on the block. Also, by the way, can you use Austin Reeves and give him some space? Can you devise one freaking play where that guy gets a little bit of space so he can get to the to the paint and then figure out a way maybe to bring in the second defender and then AD can get an offensive rebounding and maybe make the shot? There's a hundred ways you could do this. Why don't they do it? No, they got to shoot a three with two three seconds left on the on the shot clock because it keeps happening. It keeps happening. It's not one of those things where 
they had a play and the Mavs play unbelievable defense and they just, that's how it played out. It doesn't work out like that. We watch every game. It's always dribble, 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 just wait for the clock to get down and then start figuring out what you want to do. There is no cohesion in any of this. It's freaking YMCA ball. When are you going to change this and have a system, something? Magic Man, I'm just going to say again, very disappointing outcome. The Lakers didn't execute down the stretch once they had captured the lead, and it's just something again where you had you had the momentum and just blew it, absolutely blew it. Uh, again, you've got to go in and talk to LeBron about making better choices if he's fatigued. You got to be a coach. That's what you're being paid to do. You know, Rodell says, "Oh." Who tells LeBron this? Well, if you've got the stones as a coach, if you want the money to be paid to you as a coach, you got to understand the game. You got to understand and know your players. You got to understand what happened last week when the Lakers played back to back. I mean, it's not like you have to go back far in the memory bank to realize that LeBron and AD get tired really, really, really a lot, you know, on these back to back games. So you got to do something better in your offense, execute better, plan for something better, take more timeouts down the stretch in order to compensate for that fatigue, Magic Man. You would expect the coaching staff to be able to compartmentalize many different things, Gerald, including minutes played versus effectiveness versus usage rate. It's pretty simple. It's not complicated. This isn't this isn't taking uh, a group of men, putting them and women, putting them in a, a small confined uh, rocket and sending them out in outer space. You're coaching a basketball game. It's, it, don't try and overcomplicate things, right? But that yeah. being said, yeah. that being said, I mean, we I can hear people talk till the cows come home about you know movement and this and that the fact the fact of the matter is is that when everybody starts moving the other team has brilliant coaching brilliant scouting they are, have smart players as well and they won't let lebron or delo or austin reeves reverse anything that that's pretty obvious gerald is that ham needs to ham needs to coach with both sides of his brain not just one and Rodell's not using his because we're not asking. And thank you, Intel Wild, for the super chat. I'll make sure that uh, Joe, uh, he, he would pay big bucks to meet Joe, to have see Joe meet Ham and Newsom in person. But Rodell, it's not about whether or not he he's tired or not. If he's tired, you don't necessarily have to go ahead and force him to do everything. There's a thing called a decoy. So you just sit in, you know, if he's that fatigued and you can tell he's not going to make the play that you need him to make, you don't have to sit him on the bench. Like Rodell, honestly, brother, honestly. There are five you, players you, you on the court. You, don't, you, you do understand there are scientific studies that point to a big difference between fatigue and making critical decisions and being relatively focused and making decisions. Fatigue affects your focus, man. All right? affects my focus, Gerald's focus, his focus. It affects LeBron's focus, too. This man is a, this man is flesh and blood, Gerald. 
He's but made. About, he's he's. Well, hold on. He's made no, himself sorry, sorry, look like fault. a cyborg. No, it's all good. He played. He's made himself look like a cyborg for almost twenty years. The fact is, he is he is a heart beating, flesh and blood man, and he's prone to fatigue, and that's what happened tonight. And Darvin Ham should have been on top of that right away, Gerald. And being on top of that, Rodell doesn't mean sitting him. It means taking the ball out of his hands. And you know what? As a coaching staff, you are perfectly well within your rights, as you should be, to do that. And LeBron is not, as a superstar, you're not going to go ahead and just, you know, recognize. You think you can still make every hero play himself. As a coach, you have to recognize that if he's fatigued, call extra timeouts or run other plays that, you know, you have four other players on the court. That can make plays. Or yo, if, be able yo, to make Rodell, plays. are you, yo, Rodell? I, I respect, bro, but are you serious right now? You expect somebody to roll up on LeBron on the court, like Austin Reeves or D'Angelo Russell, and say, "Bro, you're tired. Give me the ball." You know what he would say to that? You know what he would say? He would tell you to get the out of my face. And go sit on the bench. He would literally bench you if you did that. You do not tell him anything on the floor, brother. If if you're one of the other four players, not going to happen. Nobody would dare do that. Rel, thank you so much for the super chat. Truly appreciate it. He says, here to support, fellas. We don't have to our, our show tonight, but I will say AD got to do better. 10 points. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Rel, you do a great job. Keep up your great work on your show. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, 10 points from AD. You know, Joe, Rel said it best, 10 points from AD. And thank you again for the super chat. Uh, 10 points from AD, really disappointing, Joe. I mean, yeah, I know it's a back-to-back. He's 30. I was mentioned in the chat. He's 30. You know, he should not be affected this much by playing a back-to-back. No, this team was not this again. The the fatigue factor would make more sense if I hadn't seen the ending of this game as many times as I have seen it. This was not a game where I'm like, oh my god, LeBron was done. Like there was no way you could finish this game. This is exactly how this stuff plays out nine out of ten times, and I'm tired of it. Okay, you're not figuring out how to devise some kind of a play at some point that can help your stars. Get into perfect positions for games like this. Okay, they're playing well. Okay, they they're sticking on you. Unlike AR, what the hell was he thinking? Sagging off Kyrie Irving on that shot. Where's the thinking of that? Remind me of Rasheed Wallace when he sagged off Robert Ori in 2005 and let him hit that three, which eventually ended up costing Detroit back-to-back titles, in my opinion. You don't make these mistakes. You cannot make these mistakes in these games. You got to focus. You got to know who you're guarding, who you're playing, which is sad too, because I thought Reeves played fairly decent defense on Kyrie. He was staying in front of him a couple times, but you, 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 you crap on it. Why? Cause you're worried about Luca. What? You didn't need a third guy on Luca there. You needed to stick to Kyrie. So there's a couple things going on here, guys. We're putting a lot of the blame on Darvin Ham. We're putting a lot of the blame on, on, on Anthony Davis. This is a team problem. This is a massive team issue. The coach doesn't know what he's doing. On top of that, you have players who don't know what they're doing. Who is going to fix this if it's Tweedledee and Tweedledum trying to play basketball? 
Who's going to come from the from the offices? Well, See, no, back in the day, back in the day, you had Jerry West coming down. You had Mitch Kupchak coming down. Guys that actually played in the NBA were great players or integral players of championship teams. You had Magic to some degree. You know, hey, what's going on with you? Probably you know doing the, you know helping out a little bit, right? But who who do we have? Rob Palinka, Genie Bus. No one's saying anything to Darvin Ham or LeBron. Well, we're gonna stand off. We're gonna make sure everything's you know keep it away. Well, guys, doesn't look like Darvin Ham or the players are doing the smart plays. We've lost three games this year because of low basketball IQ with a team that is led by a guy that supposedly had the highest basketball IQ according to the pundits. Guys, I'm about the results. The results right now at the end of games is atrocious. You have to win these games when you have a chance, especially when you're up two with the ball. Know thyself. Know thyself, Gerald. Great quote. Do you know who said it? No, I don't. Okay. Marcus Aurelius, know thyself. What is a man? What is his nature? What is he about ultimately? Well, what we know from the personnel is the personnel doesn't match the superstars. You're going to run motion offense. Don't high, don't sign a, a player that requires the ball a lot in high pick and roll situations like D'Angelo Russell. But they did, Gerald. They did. Invested a lot in that, and they invested a lot in Austin Reeves, and they invested a lot in Gabe Vincent. These guys are not screeners. They're not three-point shooters, and they're definitely not creators. can do a little bit of each, but not not very well. If you're going to run a LeBron and AD high-screen offense, then you need to match personnel so find screeners like instead of trying to fit a square peg in a round hole um austin reeves and d delo aren't going to help get you wins in a screener offense but pj washington will bruce brown will those kind of players do those kind of dirty work drills the Lakers don't have anybody who can do the dirty work. And not only can a couple of those guys do the dirty work, they do it as well as Jason Tatum does it, Doncic, Jokic. They just don't get the pub because they're in Charlotte, Washington, Minnesota, uh, Chicago. This is about blaming the right people. Alinka and Ham put this team together. You put... Guys who require the ball a lot in a five-out motion offense with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So what happens when you try and fit a square peg into a round hole? But I feel like I've been saying this incessantly all year, and it's pissing me off. 
Well, a lot of things uh, I can imagine after today's game piss you off, Magic Man, and I can't say I blame you one bit. But it is the Lakers, unfortunately, losing 104 to 101 to Dallas. Uh, do want to welcome in everybody who's watching. Please like and subscribe. Get us our get the word out there on the Lakers fast break. It is truly appreciated if you do. Magic Man, I want to hold off on that major announcement uh, if we can for for today because I know that it's not greatest of moods. Everybody, I want to catch everybody in a good mood. Uh, for that major announcement that you got coming up here, so I want to hold hold you off on that. Uh, plus, I've got a question I got to I talk to you about on that off the air when it gets chance. But when it comes to the Lakers, Joe, again, a disappointing effort from AD. I know that the starting lineup had to get jumbled because Cam Reddish was out of the lineup with a left abductor mm -hmm. strain, so he's on a day to day basis. They said it was not as serious as they once feared. So I guess that's good that he will be coming back sooner rather than later. But obviously him not being out there at the time, maybe he could have played better defense and spotted out there a little bit farther against uh, Kyrie Irving on that three-pointer. But I will say this right now, my friend, I think right now AD, you know, the free throws and AD just not getting it all today. Plus also as well, having Max Christie out there, not shooting well, being a minus 17, those factors, I think, really came down to the reason why the Lakers lost today. The Lakers lost the way they lost today, like they normally lose. They usually lose because AD is non-existent. LeBron makes terrible decisions at the end of the game. And Darvin Ham doesn't know how to devise a play to save his life. I think that's something we need to start really, really understanding uh, until this changes. This is who they are. You know, as far as quoting old legends aristotle said you are what you repeatedly do and what what the lakers do repeatedly is don't run very well executed set plays are not focused for 48 minutes and seem to butcher the end of the game plays to win games more often than not this is who they are and it's something we need to accept and I think a lot of what happened last year might have been a circumstance, call it what you want. Uh, but as soon as the Lakers played a coherent team, they got smoked. Uh, and right now, the Lakers have a future of that as soon as they play anyone with any coherent offense and defense or even a slightest bit of a coach that can devise a plan for that day or that series to, to make you irrelevant. The, the Lakers are in the massive hole right now. And I would say if I had one major issue, because again, talent can cover a lot of this stuff. If AD does not start playing every game like it's his last, they're not winning another championship with him on the team. These disappearing acts have run its course. He had no business scoring 10 points tonight. He should have, been, he should have dropped 25 and 15 tonight, and we would have won this game. And that's probably the biggest problem right now is that we're never, we're never going to know who's showing up. And that's your $60 million man in his prime, in his prime, who's supposed to win awards this year. So it doesn't seem like Stephen A. Smith or any of the big popular guys tearing him down after these kind of games is doing anything to him. So the Lakers at this point are probably going to have to ride this season how they can. And then I would sit down LeBron James and really get an idea of what he wants to do. If he wants to play out his last year and then go somewhere else, 
I would trade Anthony Davis. At this point, I'm getting to that point right now because I don't think we're going to be able to get out of this rut. Well, you you remember you had said, Gerald, I'm going. I'm on that AD train. I'm staying on that AD train. Gerald, I think you should get back on that AD train. You've been loyal to AD even longer than me, so I can't say I blame you. When you want to get off that train, uh, you know that's saying something. That's absolutely saying something on AD. That train ends after the 2024 season. Unless they win a championship, unless he decides that he's going to turn over a new leaf, I would strongly, strongly suggest the Lakers trade AD this summer because there is definitely going to be a market for him. People will want him, and you will be able to get a haul for him. But you're going to have to convince LeBron that he's never going to win a championship in L.A. again because you're not going to get equal value. You're going to have to eat it a little bit, but get some draft capital and start realizing that you're going to need to start building this up as, be- as best you can. And the issue, though, is in the future here is it's going to be very, very difficult to get a star to come to L.A. because the system right now is starting to get tight to where they're forcing these guys to never leave their current teams with these super maxes and the fact that there's a benefit if you tr- uh, draft these guys. So the Lakers are going to have to make a decision on whether they're going to have to go down the barrel again like they did between 2014 and 2017 to get a high pick, which is never a guarantee, or by sheer luck get some kind of disgruntled late star that they could put together, which it's it's going to get harder and harder to get this thing done. It's that, I think that's probably why I'm worried a little bit more now. Before, I always felt like the Lakers would get a star, but I don't know how that's going to be possible in the future. It's going to be harder now. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Magic Man, Sean Grice, and Joe Soro, me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. It is the Lakers, unfortunately, losing 104 to 101. Uh, we'll try to see if we can go ahead and get you in a show tomorrow at some point in time. It is Thanksgiving. Wishing everyone out there who's watching us around the world a truly happy Thanksgiving. Whether or not you celebrate it or not, we truly want to thank you for joining us and wishing you all the best. Safe and happy there you go. Safe and happy times tomorrow for you there. And then Black Friday, happy Black Friday shopping as well. But we'll continue to go ahead and provide good coverage for you throughout. Want to go ahead and ask Joe, though, tonight, We, you know, you said not to blame just Ham. It's just a more of a organizational issue, which I've also followed upon at times in regards to the uh, team as well. But when you see LeBron faltering in that last minute, he needs more support, man. He needs more support. And it just seemed like the team is so reliant on him to do so much at 38 years old. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unprecedented what he's doing. So as far as the fatigue fa- fa- factor, it, it, it made sense. It makes sense. It's not fair to do that to LeBron after doing what he was doing. But that's the point of – but this is not even when he wasn't fatigued these plays were happening. It's always been like this. And it's, it's been like this even before he was a Laker. So why is that? Is it, can you really blame it on fatigue when you've seen this, when it wasn't fatigue? And then on top of that, if you know that there's a possibility of this being an issue, wouldn't you like to put together something where you'd have a better chance with someone working with them? You know, when Le- when Kobe wasn't hitting game-winning shots, you had Robert Ory, you had Derek Fisher. Heck, you, you saw Paul Gasol hit a game-winner in the playoffs. You saw Ron Artest hit a, hit a game-winner in the playoffs. 
you know, that that's what happens when when you put the players in in, in, in great positions. When when there's so much distraction because of that fear of that guy, somebody like Kobe, Jordan, there was an opportunity for putbacks. That's why I mentioned AD is under the basket. Okay. If LeBron is is fatigued, can we devise something where you can at least give it to AAR? And he he gets to the he gets to the paint regularly. Make that happen. Make that happen. And then if it doesn't, then you have LeBron and AD. Can you work off those three? They're talent. What are you paying LeBron and AD for? What are you paying them for? They're 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 going to be starting players in the All Star game this year. More than likely going to be on on, on an All NBA team. What what are we asking as fans? If you're too fatigued, then what are we paying you $50 million for? If you're not focused enough, why are we paying you this money? These are the games that make the difference. These are the championship games. This is the stuff that preps you for the big games. I can't buy into the fatigue because I've seen this happen when it wasn't fatigue. But even if it is, even if we're going to use that excuse, can we get at least a good shot off? The best shot the Lakers can make is LeBron going to the hole or devising some play where AD has some room to possibly get something near the basket. But we don't see it. We never see it. And you had this game won. You you were up two with 30 seconds left with the ball. You have to close this out. But they don't. They don't get AD the ball deep in the paint enough. The, the, The team is just spacing and just bad Bad fundamentals just will not will not win you these games. The bad fundamentals is something that I just it's exhausting talking about it every freaking post game. It's just they're not they're not fundamentally sound. Everything is a three point shot on on every team, and it's supposed to be this efficient game, but it's not. I don't I don't see any efficiency in it. I really don't. I see a, a, a just. I see a free for all. Free for all. That's it. Once in a while, you'll see somebody like Jokic who can, who can, and that's another thing that kills me. Jokic always gets the ball deep in the paint, right? And that guy can't jump more than two inches yet. He seems to always find the right guy moving around, or seems to shoot the ball at the right time. Why can't somebody who's, in my opinion, more talented do that? Again, what happens on the bottom versus above the neck? Those are two different things sometimes, and I, I understand that. It's just sad that we don't have that guy because that would help. That would really help. But we don't. We don't have a guy that's focused enough game in and game out. Um, and 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 we don't have a, a, a management or or coaching that can somehow put together options. There's no options. If there's those guys crap out, they're done. It's very similar to the Steelers. Very similar to the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, team. Mike Tomlin, if his his team. When he was winning games, and I use that as a in quotes, winning games to me, playoff playoffs is what matters. He's won three playoff games in twelve seasons. Yet everyone keeps harping about he's never had a losing season. I go, guys, I've seen every single Tom, Mike Tomlin coached football game, every single one since two thousand seven. Okay, since Super Bowl forty five in two thousand twelve. I'm sorry, 2011. The Steelers have won three games. 
Once against one, one against Kellen Moore, one against Alex Smith, and the other against uh, what's his name from Alabama, because uh, Andy Dalton was injured. The one that married the pretty girl. <laughs> oh, I know you're talking about because uh, he played on the on the McCarron. Yeah, McCarron. AJ McCarron. So the one Brett Musburger couldn't get over. Yes, yes, and 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 the reason why I use that as an, as an example is. Obviously, it's my team, but I, I, I use that as an example because no one can really argue against it because I know it, right? And I, I say that you can't argue against it because the results are not there. You're talking about 12 seasons. That's not counting this season either, where you've only won three playoff games and they were against really backup quarterbacks, backup-type quarterbacks. And right now, the Lakers are winning those easy games against Memphis and Utah, but they can't win the games that matter. And to me, that doesn't do anything for you. What is that going to do for you? 2020 is a long way ways, guys. It's been four. It's, this is the fourth season since then. I can't keep going back to 2020. 2020 is a distant memory at this point. These guys need to make a decision on whether they want to be fundamentally sound and ready to play, at, especially in, 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 in crucial moments. If they don't want to do this, then this is likely going to be an early exit for them. And the Lakers have to make a decision on getting some kind of value for Anthony Davis if he decides that he wants to not play once a week. That's where I'm standing here. That's where I stand on that. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is the Lakers, unfortunately, losing 104-101. to Again, we're going to try and do what we can to have a special show for you on Thanksgiving Eve and then also as well, well, Thanksgiving night, I should say. I should also as well tell you we've got a great uh, lineup coming up for you this weekend with more Lakers action, Lakers postgame, pregame, and of course, also as well, Lakerholic Spotlight coming up this weekend as well for your Black Friday shopping and Thanksgiving weekend treats. So we'll go ahead and make sure we've got that covered for you. But Joe, my friend, uh, I think, you know, in honor of what's going on with Thanksgiving, I don't want to make it an entire turkey performance today. I know we're all upset in regards to the Lakers, but a lot of people are looking forward to hearing what you have to say on tonight's game and the thoughts on that. But anything, any kind of positives we can get from the game as far as it's concerned. I mean, the fact that they came from so far down, obviously, you know, they, they do have the manpower. Just why couldn't they put it together for four straight quarters and always had to go ahead and find themselves coming uphill? It's again? a focus issue. They, they're not a focused team. They are mental midgets uh, most of the game. Uh, the positive, uh, you're seeing uh, Austin Reeves get out of his funk. Very similar to last year. And I, I kind of felt like it might happen. But Austin Reeves is coming back, guys. Austin Reeves is starting to get his groove back. So that's a positive. And please, can you guys be be, be easy on Torian Prince, guys? You're talking about a guy that's on a biannual salary. This guy wasn't even part of the equation before, until he got here. I mean, he's doing his best, okay? And I... I, I 
if he was getting paid $44 million a year, that'd be a different story. But Torian Prince is a role player who's not going to be shooting 45% from three-point line uh, every game. It's just not that if that was the case, he wouldn't be a Laker. He'd be making $20 million a year somewhere. So I would say Torian Prince had an excellent game today, kept us in the game, and that was very encouraging. Hopefully he can continue until, obviously, Vando and Gabe Vincent get back because I think that's where his minutes might kind of dwindle a little bit. Max Christie didn't play too bad tonight. I don't think he played that bad. I thought he – this was he his played first pretty, He start. played okay defense on – This was his Irving. first start, right? Um, no, I think he started – last season he might have started one or two games. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. He he made some good shots. Let's just say – let's just put it that way. He was he one of four from shots. three. Although that actually improves well, his uh, three-point shooting. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, again, I, I, I think, I think he, 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 he didn't, he didn't look bad. Uh, there's guys that play that look bad. There's some guys that play that, that show something. And I thought I saw something with Max Christie. Um, so that's kind of where I'm, where I am on that. Uh, would have liked to have seen Christian Wood do a couple more things today, and even Rui to some degree. But well, they didn't surround Max with with a lot of help because he was a minus seven on the day. Going back to what I was saying, guys, at the beginning of the year, okay, it's very difficult to ask a player to be consistent when they're only playing for twenty minutes. There's only there's only a few guys, especially when their game is predicated on offense versus defense. So Rui is a def- is not a defensive guy like let's say a a Caruso or a Marcus Smart. He is an offensive guy. Same thing with Christian Wood. He's an offensive guy. Uh, you just can't you can't rely on those guys to be consistent game in and game out and playing integral parts during the game without them getting into a rhythm offensively. In 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 the uh, Golden State game, the reason why and in the Memphis series, the reason why Rui bursted out is because they needed his offense in those two series. Desperately, so he got a lot of playing time. In this situation, you have a little bit more. You got you got a few more offensive type players on this team, and you can only give out so much, so many minutes. And I, I don't, I don't know what what I don't know what they're gonna do to wake up. I, my instincts tell me they're not. My instincts tell me they're gonna continue to rely on LeBron until he breaks. Uh, because AD decides that he wants to take a break once a week, maybe twice a week sometimes. That can't happen. If if AD covers up a little bit tonight and scores 25, 20, let's just say 20, we win this game. Imagine if we had a play that we can rely on for AD to get a basket with 30 seconds left. Imagine. You're telling me that you can't put together some kind of play for arguably the best big in the league next to Jokic and, and Embiid? You, you, you still haven't figured that out. This guy is talented, guys. This guy is a Hall of Famer in his prime. What is the problem? Is he really the cowardly lion? Is that who he is? You're scared to give him the ball? Then what are you paying him $60 million for? Why did you give him $186 million extension? You need to make a decision now who this guy is. You have until June at the latest to make this decision. My call right now on Thanksgiving Eve is if this is the result the entire season and the Lakers don't win a championship, you have to trade Anthony Davis this summer. And you got to tell LeBron, we got to go a different direction. If you want to get traded somewhere, we'll do that too. We would appreciate if you stayed. 
trying to get a haul for Anthony Davis that at least set us up for the next year. Probably won't win a championship, but then at least gives us a chance to rebuild right away. Because I'm done. I'm done with this Anthony Davis thing. I gave it a year and change. I'm done with it. I can't do it anymore. I am not. I'm, I am expecting Anthony Davis to not come through now every game. And when he does come through, good, great. What's he going to do tomorrow? What's he going to do in a couple of days? That's going to be the first thought I have. And LeBron James, LeBron, I, I, I feel for you. And I know I'm criticizing a little bit at the end of the games, but that's because that's what you've done your whole career. This is not just, again, the last few years. So you as a great player, I should say this, but all-time great, right? You need to decide on what you want to do. And I'm going to tell you right now, that correct play BS, despite what some of our people have been saying, despite what LeBron says, and I know if Darvin Ham and LeBron listen to me talk, they'll look at me and go, who the hell are you? Why are you Why are you here? You don't know anything about basketball. You're some idiot who in a room talking on a mic like everyone else. That's exactly what they would think. And my response to that would be, then why don't you execute the simple plays? You're LeBron James. You're supposed to be the you self-proclaimed greatest player of all time. You are one of the greatest to get a basket at the hoop. Why aren't you doing it? Why are you passing the ball when you're five feet from the basket? You tell me now. You answer that to me. Why would you throw the ball? When you're five feet from the basket and you're LeBron James to a guy who's 23 to 25 feet away, tell me how that's a smart basketball play. Explain it to me. If you're passing to Steph Curry, okay, I'll give you that one. Ray Allen, okay. D. Fish, okay. You don't got any of those guys on this team. So now what? But at the same time, you can't call yourself the greatest of all time. I'm sorry. It's, it's part of the unwritten rule. The greatest of all time, the players that were iconic, take the last shot. And you have the easiest one. You don't even need to do the jump shot. You can get to the hole. And if somebody sags off, aren't you supposedly the best point guard of all time to some people? You got AD there, don't you? Do a lob, something. Are they going to collapse everything and make you throw it backwards to Austin Reeves? Are they really going to do that? Maybe if the guys moved, they wouldn't have a chance to do that. Am I an idiot on some seat in the middle of nowhere not knowing basketball? Why aren't they doing it? I don't know. I don't know why they're doing it. Am I making it too easy? Is the pressure getting to them? I wish somebody would answer it to me. I, I don't think it I, – I think the attempt should be easy. Can you at least attempt it? But they're not. They're just throwing a isolation three. How is that smart basketball? You tell me. You guys have been in the – they've been in the NBA for 20-plus years. They're the freaking pros. Explain to me how you're going to make it make sense to me, some nobody, that an isolation three when you're up two is the right call at that point. Or a pass to Cam Reddish who couldn't even stay on teams is your best option when you're LeBron James. You're never going to win that argument when you sit down and you look at logic. You'll never win that law. I don't care how long you've been in the NBA. I don't care who you're coaching. You can't convince anybody who's got any idea what logic is 
that that's the right call. Once again, it is the Lakers, unfortunately, losing 104 to 101. Uh, Magic Man uh, in the chat, truly blessed uh, to have a great guy like him on the show as well, along with Joe Soro. Uh, thank you so much for watching, listening. Truly appreciate it. Uh, go ahead and make sure that you stop on by as far as shopping this weekend for our Lakers Fast Break merchandise store. That's It's in the description below. Also, as well, Magic Man, as soon as I can get back on here, he does have a special announcement to make. So go, cannot wait to for him to go ahead and share that. Didn't It's actually something good, something really good and positive for him. And I wanted to make sure it was set on a day where everybody's actually in good spirits. So uh, basically want to go ahead and make sure that he has all the time to go ahead and say that as well as far as what he wants to share. So looking forward to that. But once again, it is the Lakers, unfortunately, losing 104 to 101. Appreciate Joe and his thoughts, everything as far as what he said. And thank, cannot thank him, Magic Man, Nick, and John McCallion was there tonight on Playback. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Derek, happy Thanksgiving to you. And again, from all of us here, from even if you do not celebrate Thanksgiving, we hope that your day tomorrow will be safe, filled with love, filled with family, and happy and good tidings to each and every one of you. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to squeeze in somewhere in between the turkey. Maybe later on tomorrow night, we'll squeeze in an episode of the Lakers Fast Break for you. We're committed to doing this around the clock, around the year. We're going to go ahead and make sure we get it done for you. But it is Joe Soro and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll be back tomorrow. And, of course, this weekend for all the upcoming games, we'll get you prepped. We'll get you going. The Lakers are 9-7. and seven, But yet, they're still... Obviously, better record than last year. We got to look on the bright side. So things hopefully will be looking up. Hopefully, Vando's getting closer to being back on the court. So we can take care of that as far as maybe replacing Prince in the starting lineup. Hopefully, Reddish will be back in the starting lineup You know, pretty soon. We can get him into the starting lineup to play a little bit better defense and stuff like that. So hopefully, we can go ahead and get things going here on the Lakers fast break. So for Joe Sorrell, it's Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching, listening. Intel Wild says, Happy Thanksgiving to everyone except the Celtics fans or the Toenail Clippers fans. Truly appreciate all the super chats from you, Darren, everybody else, uh, Rel as well. And obviously, Intel Wild said, you know, the thing was, Joe, Intel Wild commented on AD. He said he got drunk because he played the drinking game every time AD fell down again. That's not a good habit to get into. It is a back-to-back. Any coincidence, maybe putting the two together on AD falling a little bit more than usual, you know, back-to-back, anything to that? I I think the nightmare tonight was the fact that he couldn't shoot from the left or right elbow to save his life. Or from the free-throw line on his jumper. It's it's just not – it's everything at this point. It's it's everything, and it's it's hard to point at any one thing without – blaming too much on one thing it this is a massive team issue that's going on darvin ham is not coaching well lebron is not making the right calls at the end of games he's doing everything else right but he's not making the right calls at the end of games and ad is not making any calls during a 48 minute game at least once a week and then as far as the guys that are in and around those guys guys adam hurley had said not blaming some of the other guys for playing bad i'm not going to rely on role players to make the right call at the end of games. That's not how I grew up watching basketball. I watched the greats finish these games because that's what they get paid to do. That's why they're the greats. That's what happens. Now, if we happen to get someone like 
Steve Kerr, John Paxson, Derek Fisher, Robert Ory that can help, sure, I'll pass to Robert Ory. I'll pass to Derek Fisher because they proved it. But we don't have anybody on this team that does that. I actually thought D'Angelo Russell, when he got back, I thought that would be something they could use. Imagine D'Angelo Russell, who can shoot, getting the ball wide open at the three or at the, you know, 20-foot line for a a last-second shot. Have you noticed they haven't made any plays for him? I mean, come on, guys. Think outside the box a little bit. He can actually shoot. Why don't you get him the ball? Why don't you set a play to get him the ball? They can't guard everyone, guys. And why is it that Kyrie Irving got the ball wide open? Maybe because they knew? Maybe because Jason Kidd scouted the Lakers? Maybe he knew Austin Reeves would sag off Kyrie or his guy because of the way Luka penetrated? You think that's not something that was discussed? Isn't that a job of a coach to know the other team's habits? I'm sure he saw it somewhere because there's no reason Kyrie Irving should have been that wide open. I don't think Austin Reeves is a dumb player, but maybe it was just instinct. You know how they always say, stay on your feet. Don't don't fall for the fake pump. You still do it out of instinct, right? That's what happened. I would say Jason Kidd saw that on film and said, this is the play we're going to run at the end so we can have Kyrie open. Don't tell me that's not what happened. I would almost guarantee it. Where the hell are you, Magic? Where's the Magic Man? Uh, He is, looks like he is uh, detained. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. What does that mean? Can you put your balls back in your shorts long enough to finish the show at least? Come on, man. Give him some respect, please. I ain't giving anybody anything. I don't know. This is is the real world here. No one's going to give you anything. That's for sure. Uh, once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 104 to 101. Uh, truly appreciate Magic Man and Joe for stopping by on today's program. Do you have any questions for us? Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. I'm sure Rodell will have a lot to say here on our latest. Uh, comp- oh, Ro- speaking of Rodell, AD was sitting when they started making the comeback. AD wasn't great today, but I'm not putting this entire. You can't put an entire game on any one single player, Rodell. Most of the team plays bad. Yes, the team played bad for three quarters. It was evident. They were down by 20 points. So obviously that was the case. But they came back. Uh, fortunately, it's a scale, it was- guys. It's a scale. And it's yeah. it's it's hard in an 82-game season to – we try to pinpoint it as best we can for this particular game. And then on top of that, elaborate on habits that continue to happen. Of course, some of you are, are not going to look at, oh, well – you shouldn't do that. You should You should do this. Well, yeah, probably. We probably should put all the blame for LeBron in his 21st season. Absolutely. And, and playing the way he did. You're right. But at the same time, he's getting $50 million a year, guys. AD's getting 60. That's $110 million. $100 million between two guys. They're supposed to win these games. That's what you pay them the money for. If they're getting tired at the end, then maybe you should start putting together some things where they don't get tired. I know it's not fair. I know life sucks sometimes, but what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? It should be Max Christie's job because he's 19? That's stupid too. 
And I wouldn't say this if it wasn't something that happened all the time, like AD not showing up or LeBron making the right pass. It doesn't work like that, guys. This is a results business. It's a results business. And these results keep happening all the time, with an exception of a few that aren't. That's it. It's just that we watch too much, too many of these games for you guys not to notice this. If you're not noticing it, then you're not watching the game really, or you just are in your own head. You don't want to do that, guys. You want to look at things logically. I, I say this to anyone that'll listen. And it's very difficult for a lot of people to do that because number one, people usually like to be liked. I don't give a shit about being liked. I have enough people that like me uh, in my life. I don't need anybody anybody else. But I, I, I really strongly would advise you guys without the TED Talk, I don't need to do that. This is part of the conversation. This is a good I, you know, forum to, to, to incorporate sports and life sometimes. I think that's good. I, that's what I learned in broadcasting school to do that is just get to the point in your life where you understand logic and common sense. When you do that, you're never going to lose an argument because if you're wrong or you don't know a subject, you know what happens? You say, I don't know, or I don't know anything about this. Now, if you know something and you've put in three hours four, five times a week for months, how is anyone going to argue against what you're watching? Unless you're delusional. You know I, agree. I mean, you can't. You can't argue it, guys. We are watching these games. The results are telling us what's going on. It's not me throwing shit in the air and going, oh, well, it came left. The wind blew it. No, the wind didn't blow it. That's just how it falls. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Lakers are going to have to go ahead and see what they can do to pull out of this uh, latest loss. Uh, it is the Lakers 9-7 and seven, <laughs> uh, in the That's standings That's a good one, right Dante. <laughs> you need people like me to point your finger at and say, That's the bad guy. Well, again, they're disagreeing with you in the chat. Uh, I know there's several people that are kind of divisive on the on the Lakers' outcome today as far as how – I'm no, not blaming – you no, shouldn't no, blame no, it no. on one player. Yeah, that's a terrible decision, Rodell. That's one of the worst ones you've said, actually. AD averages 24, 25. He averaged, what, 27 last year? Yeah, his, his numbers are down. No, 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 no. You're not getting away with that one, buddy. Sorry. Uh, the Lakers fall to nine and seven. They're seventh place in the Western Conference, now behind the Phoenix Suns and the Sacramento Kings uh, in the Western Conference and the Dallas Mavericks, also in the Western Conference. So, but in the Pacific Division, the Lakers now fall down to third place. I like Eduardo's comment. That's easy and simple. The Lakers stink. Go. And tonight they did in the last minute when it <laughs> counted he, the most. And then he and then he scaled back and said, "Just kidding." <laughs> you were right the first time. I do appreciate everyone out there, especially the the Intel Wild, Darren, Rel. Uh, as far as your super chats, big shout out to Magic Man, who was such a great part of our coverage today. Pre-game, playback.tv slash Lakers fast break, Laker Nick, Joe Soro, John McCallion, and then of course right here as well on the post game, Joe Soro and Magic Man. Just great having them here. Uh, Joe, uh, on behalf of myself and everyone out there, I, I want to wish you and your family a safe and happy holiday season, my friend. Enjoy your I'm holidays. Feeling legit. 
you know, Joe and I, we go at each other, but you know what? I want to wish him and his family well at Thanksgiving. What, any plans for Thanksgiving? I didn't even ask you. I was going to ask you on the playback. I already know what Magic Man's uh, been eating lately. I know, I know what Nick I know what he's been. I know what he's eating right now. Well, <laughs> I, I stepped into that one. Um, what are you doing for Thanksgiving, my friend? I already told um, everybody on playback what I'm I'm doing. getting together with fam and and enjoying the uh, the holiday festivities and then uh, probably watching some football. Okay. Even Three though the games, games on a lot of the games tomorrow are wretched, just like most Thursday night games. <laughs> hey, the Lions don't suck this year, so they no, don't. they don't. But I think the, the opponent they're playing, I don't know about that. I don't know. You don't know which one is going to show up. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> which love is going to show up today? Just <laughs> seriously, whoever. This has probably been one of the worst NFL scheduling, and I I can remember. It, it seems like every game sucks. Uh, I know it hasn't helped that guys like Joe Burrow and, and Aaron Rodgers have been off for the season, but I just find it hilarious that the more pansy-ass rules they change to protect these players, the worse these players uh, uh, get hurt nowadays. I know that's probably not statistically correct, but I, it just feels like it that they're 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 not conditioning these guys well enough anymore. They're they're not allowed to get into the facilities after the Super Bowl for like what three months. They can't. Yeah. They, you know, when 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 the old martial artists, or I'm sure some currently, when when they would practice, you know, punch punching through wood and and, and glass, whatever, you know, you got to condition that skin and those bones and those muscles. These guys are coming in unconditioned unless they're doing, you know, with football cannot be conditioned in the offseason, no matter how much you play football which is really not the case. They're usually working out, rehabbing. Football cannot be mimicked any other way but full full, full speed. So the less and less they play, the more and more their bodies aren't getting conditioned. And then one little thing is goes this way and you're done, right? And then they blame the artificial turf. Or, and then, of course, Kirk Cousins put that to, you know, put that to bed after he tore his uh, Achilles on grass. Um, so, yeah. So. It is what it is, but I'm going to enjoy uh, another day with the fam like I do every day. Uh, cousins and uncles and stuff will be there as well. we'll. I'm sure we'll laugh and eat good food and enjoy the evening. Absolutely. I'm going to probably do a late night show, hopefully with you and Magic and whoever wants to else to stop by. So we'll go ahead and talk about the Lakers some more. But the Lakers are 9-7 and seven after 104-101 loss. Uh, they fall to third place in the Pacific Division. Now they're just a game behind phoenix and sacramento but uh still not exactly the way you want to go ahead and spend your thanksgiving stewing over this loss after such a great comeback indeed but once again it is joe sorrow along with me gerald glassford we'll be back tomorrow uh, rodell says the joker is a better offensive player than ad i'll say he can score but he is not a scorer if that makes sense you have to be a little bit of an a-hole to punish guys he won't do it Yeah, I mean, why does he do it a couple times and then not the third time? Is the question. Yeah, that's the that's the great mystery. Is if he was a if he was a pumpkin on offense and really good on defense, I'd take it. But you're paying a guy sixty million dollars a year to show you that he can play good on offense and defense two out of three times during the week. That's the frustrating part. Either do it all the way or don't do it. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Thanks so much for joining us. Wishing you the happiest of Thanksgivings. Be safe. Be with family. 
enjoy and look for some good deals for Black Friday. But we'll be back tomorrow night and Black Friday for some great holiday feasts as only we can deliver. No turkeys here at the lake.